You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You ready? I mean, what kind of Boy, question? What are we doing, bro? What kind of question is that? Alright. <laughs> uh, I think we. I keep, think we keep that. Up. Keep uh, seven points. Yeah, we're fourteen. Fourteen to ten. Is that the final score? We made stops when we had to. They had one big run. I mean, they got good backs. They, yeah, all right. Um, they kept coming back to a couple runs. I mean, I don't know how you want us to answer that question. That's funny. Well, I, we'll remember that. I'll remember that. Thanks. This, this goes in disrespect. It's all about respect. I come here every single week and I answer your questions truthfully. Honestly, I appreciate you guys. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right, everyone, welcome back to Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega, and <laughs> tensions are building. Uh, I'm right there with you guys. If you need a cold one, you need a cup of coffee, uh, get it before this pod because we're about to get into it. As a matter of fact, let me take a sip real quick. <sighs> okay. <laughs> guys, uh, so we need to talk about this Micah Hyde and Jordan Porter interview. And we need to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers matchup, right? So we're going to start off today with, uh, you know, this is frustration that's building on a lot of fronts inside the Bills organization, whether if it's from fans, from players, and now we got it from the media members. Look, if you guys are regular listeners to Buff Hub, you probably heard me rant like an old man several weeks ago after the Jacksonville Jaguars game. Um... It was very difficult uh, just to be frank to do that pod because there I was sitting dreading for what felt like two weeks, <laughs> which which it actually ended up being just like four days afterwards um, to do that pod. And I, I just, I literally, I just, I was so frustrated. Um, but, you know, I learned a lot from feeling that way with this season. Uh, so first off, obviously you were able to hear the whole sound bit there and we're going to talk about this guys. So, um, Sullivan, you know, one of the reporters, uh, Jerry Sullivan, I believe is his name. He asked, you know, first game in 40 years, someone loses to a team who only threw it three times. And, you know, they ran the football basically the whole way. I mean, and, uh, you know, look, in my opinion, I'm just going to give you a couple of points here. I don't want to go too crazy about it. Cause I think there's, there's something more to talk about with this question, right? So 
it's this is the angry Bills fan question, but it's baseless in context. Okay, um, it's a question wanting a reaction rather than a response. Um, and being as gracious as they can be after such a heartbreaking loss and tough, horrible conditions. Um, if you're going to tell me that Bill Belichick was looking forward to running the football all game long, absolutely not. I totally disagree with you. Um, this is a, this is a coach that definitely would love to mix it up as much as he can, especially against such an intelligent coach like Sean McDermott. But look, he threw all his chips in the table and he said, let's see if our defense is better than their offense. And so this is where I go, right? The real question should be, hey, defensive captains, aren't you tired of carrying this team that has had horrible offensive execution in the red zone? It, it literally is just, it's it's baseless. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you have to ask. Or, hey, Dable, what other weapons do you need to score points? Because here's the thing. If the goal is to lose the division, sneak into the playoffs with hopes of a better running game, you're on the wrong track. Let me be frank here. I figured it out. <laughs> it's This is elementary, dude. You don't beat Brady or Mahomes with a better running game. You know what you do? You do you and rush four at them successfully. Brady and Mahomes do not play safety or cornerback. That's where I stand on that whole entire topic because if the Bills are humming and they're getting the ball in the end zone, no one gives a damn how they're doing it. If they run it 50 times, 20 times, 30 times, if they throw it 100 times, like, nobody cares unless the dub's there. Let's be real. The only reason Buffalo lost in the AFC Championship against the Kansas City Chiefs significantly, might I add, is because they couldn't get pressure on Mahomes. They finally get pressure on Mahomes this season, and they beat him. It's a plain and simple fact. What's happening this season is defenses are basically looking at all of the plays from last year, all of the wrinkles that the Buffalo Bills have tried to do this year, and now the Bills are basically looking at what else should they do. Oh, well, there's one phase that maybe we need to um, you know, tap into, and it's the run game. Well, the run game isn't what got you to 13-3. and So, look, if you're going to ask me, the Bills need to figure out how to capitalize on what they do best. That's throwing the football. They need to figure out how to be more dynamic throwing it. If that means force Josh Allen to grow in different areas throwing the football, then he needs to do that. If that means, uh, you know, making some of these other receivers become more dynamic. They need to do that. But from what I saw in this game, it just felt like missed opportunities. Like, look, if we would have started the season off this way, let's just hypothetically say this game was the first game of the season. What are we saying? Right? Like, it's like, it's like what, what every team preaches. Every week is a new week. Every win doesn't matter next week. Like every loss doesn't matter next week unless you get kicked out of the playoffs, right? So let's just be frank here. If this was 
the first game of the season and you're trying to analyze it with everything you have, it's just like, oh no, the Bills just have to figure out their uh, their red zone attack. That's it, right? So they need to find that again. Well, good news is they're going up against a team next week that allowed Carson Wentz to put up 300 touch uh, 300 touchdowns, 300 yards and three touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor did not carry that team last week. So there are opportun- there are opportunities here for the Buffalo Bills to capitalize. So my question is what is the prop what is the probability that Allen can like, it's the toughest thing to say, but you have to basically say it. Control, alt, delete. <laughs> That's what you have to do with this game. The conditions were horrible. Um, I saw nothing out of Mac Jones that made me convinced he is a franchise quarterback uh, for this team. I saw him throw three passes, none of which convinced me that he could carry this team when it mattered. So, I have gone on the record for the last seven games of, you know, what the Patriots actually are. And I am completely convinced that everything for the last seven games for the Patriots, you know, including the Bills game, has been completely favorable. And I'm not trying to, I'm trying my best not to talk like a fan because look, look, honestly, like, I I just, I don't feel convinced that one of the most high-powered passing offenses in the NFL is basically on the verge of being eliminated out of the playoffs. Like they, I, I, it's not going to happen. Absolutely not. The Buffalo Bills are going to make the playoffs this year. They still even have a chance to win the division still. The Colts can beat New England. Buffalo can beat New England. And then it's a tiebreaker after that. So, in my opinion, this is a game where you control, alt, delete it. It sucks to say that because it feels like a cop-out thing to say, but... Uh, we know what Josh Allen can do. We know what Stephon Diggs can do. If the weather's better in New England, the next matchup, I mean, <laughs> even half is better? Are you kidding me? It's going to be a completely different game. Literally, both teams were trying to establish the line of scrimmage. It was very difficult because of the conditions. And we all know that the Bills' strength is in the air. We all know that. They are not a running football team. The Patriots know that. So when they went into Buffalo and they knew that they could run the defense, they feel comfortable running now because the Bills virtually become one-dimensional. Uh, <laughs> high probability of winning. You're, you're looking at one-on-one matchups in the end zone uh, to win that football game. So, yeah, if you're going to ask me, was that the Buffalo Bills season? Hell no. Hell no. The Buffalo Bills season is within the next couple of weeks. This game was more about a a division title implication. Like, yes, now this plays a big part in the Buffalo Bills potentially losing the AFC East. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. But don't give me this bull that the Buffalo Bills season is over. It's not even close. And basically what the Buffalo Bills have to do next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is go back to playing like who they are. If you noticed, the Buccaneers thrived off of being able to utilize Fournette, which 
damn straight they're going to be using him against the Buffalo Bills after this game. They're going to try to use him. But Leonard Fournette opened up the game for Grog, for <laughs> Grog, for Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski had over 130 yards uh, on over 10 targets. So, like, if you're going to tell me that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are riding on Rob Gronkowski and Leonard Fournette to win them the game, I'm going to tell you this game's 50-50. So, looking, looking at the stat sheet, looking at the game, the one thing I noticed is that the game plan became a ground and pound, who's tougher than who type game. If this game ends up potentially being a air raid game, we may see the reemergence of Josh Allen 2020. This defense is good. Don't do not get me wrong about that. But their D-backs and you know, their safeties are not all-star Pro Bowl-esque. They're good. <laughs> They're good enough to, to win a championship. But that's when, obviously, they, they play well when the, when the front four plays well. Let's just be real. Let's just be real, okay? There is no need to go into this game terrified of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buffalo Bills actually, for the first time <laughs> in a lot of games, match up pretty well against a contender. Ironically, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They ran the ball over 24 times. But if you're going to tell me you're going to put the game on Leonard Fournette's back, I'll take that. I will take that. That's fine. We have people who can who can combat that um, that skill. Now, if you're going to tell me you're going to you're going to run the ball, uh, I don't know, 50 times with Leonard Fournette. I don't think Leonard Fournette can take it. One of the young guns in New England couldn't take it. Pulled his hamstring, got out of the game, came in the game like back and forth. And literally the only reason we are sitting here with a bitter taste in our mouth is because Brian Dable and this offense sucked in the red zone. But, <laughs> last game, but, but they got there. They got to the red zone easily. They were doing well enough to get there. It's just... You know, punching it in. It, it, it's the most frustrating thing in the NFL is when your team cannot get it in the end zone. And then you're confused. We just covered over 60 yards within less than two minutes sometimes. And you're, you're sitting there at the red zone, maybe in the six, maybe in the eight, and you're looking at second and goal, and <laughs> your team decides to punch it up the gut, and it doesn't work. They try to do a screen, it doesn't work. They try to do a slant, it doesn't work. Then they try to go on fourth down, and it's a 50-50 ball, and it doesn't work. This happens all the time. This is the NFL we live in now. Linebackers are as fast as safeties. Safeties are as big as linebackers. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's the way it is now. Creativity is the only way to get in the end zone. At least that's how I see it. So, you know, right now, the Buffalo Bills are sitting at 7-5 and five at the 7th seed. And there are teams that are breathing down their neck, praying and hoping for a chance to get in. But here's, here's the guarantee. The Bills are going to beat the Jets. 
right? The Bills are going to beat the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and the Bills are going to beat the Carolina Panthers. So, if you're telling me all the Bills need to do is win this game or win against the Patriots and then win the rest of those games, I say they basically have a chance not only at winning this division, but being able to get a guaranteed spot in the playoffs. And after the season of adversity that this team has dealt with, if you're going to tell me that once they get into the playoffs, they're going to roll over and play dead, you got another thing coming to you. Especially if they beat Brady, you have another thing coming to you. I don't care if they lose to New England again. If they beat Brady and they win the rest of those games after losing to New England on the road, and then they hit, they get in the playoffs after beating the Jets. That's my prediction. Uh, it's it, they're going to win either this this Tampa game or the New England game. It, their their confidence is still going to be up the it's going to be up the roof. It's going to be through the roof. Like right now, the national media is praising New England as if they will win the Super Bowl. They are literally saying they will win the Super Bowl. So if Buffalo beats the former Super Bowl champion right and or right then beats new england what does that make the bills super bowl favorites after having the most tumultuous season of <laughs> i don't know recent history like it's it's crazy but that is the reality we're sitting in right now it's a lot when a team has Super Bowl expectations going into a season and they're basically trying to establish and figure out their identity and with that comes bumps and bruises. We don't have Tom Brady to guide the ship. Basically, we have <laughs> a ton of captains that are trying to write this ship and guide it into the right direction. It is very difficult to do that when you have literally no one who has won a Super Bowl, who is a captain on your team, right? So <laughs> there, there's an, I guess you can call it, there's an aura that comes with that type of player that basically can be a championship game winning type player, right? In any AFC championship game, if you give Patrick Mahomes the opportunity to play in that game, and let's say he's going against, uh, let's say he's going against Herbert, or let's say he's going up against Carson Wentz. Who has the edge? You know what I'm saying? There are just players that you know and you believe they can get it done. That's where the Bills are trying to get to, and that's the frustrating thing about this season. It's like we're trying to, <laughs> you know, make that philosophy a thing, uh, make it make sense. The process makes sense, right? But it almost feels like it won't make sense until you get there. But th th at the end of the day, though, you have to, you can't tell me and <laughs> can't tell me sitting here listening that you don't still believe. Bull. You do. You're just hurt right now. Everyone's hurt right now. The players are hurt right now. The players can't take a question in the media right now. Every, anything that the media is saying, asking, is basically making them feel salty because they have a very, very bitter taste in their mouth. If you think they weren't preparing their butts off for this last game, you are crazy. 
You're crazy. They had one big run, right? And then the defense made stops when they needed to make stops. That's what happened. The offense didn't execute. That's it. To look at the most recent weather report for the Tampa game, I mean, it's beautiful conditions. <laughs> it's air raid conditions. So anything anything can happen. And this is the NFL, right? <laughs> this team needs to come together, and I believe they will. If this team, on the other hand, decides to get blown out, it's going to suck <laughs> really, really bad. But that's if they let this last loss beat them another week. This, this is literally the true resolve game right here. And I know you're looking at the past games and you're saying, well, you know, all this, all this and that and the other, you know, like they're, they're, they're just not trustworthy. Neither were the Buccaneers until the last stretch of last season. <laughs> and yes, it is always valid to bring that up because Tom Brady is well into his uh, 50s, right? And uh, he had a beat up roster. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown starts to get healthy and, you know, he literally, that was his first season for real playing with Antonio Brown, starts to figure him out. Uh, They start to get hot. They start to um, blend a better offensive game plan. They get an easier schedule. Uh, If the Bills win this game, which they they potentially can, the rest of the season is very favorable for them to go into the postseason looking hot. And my bet's on Allen's going to show up in this game. And I'll tell you, if uh, <laughs> if Sean McDermott isn't um, if he isn't fired up after something that I ran into on ESPN's Get Up Morning Show, this is uh, Patriots former Patriots linebacker Rob Ninkovich saying he's literally ripping into Sean McDermott. He's saying their mind is gone. I could say it another way. We all know what that phrase is. You fill it in. Mind is gone. They're not going to win this next game. It's over with. What are we doing? You know, what are we paying you? I don't know, a lot of money? These head coaches, I'll tell you. Then he goes on to say, let's challenge another QB sneak and see if we get the turn, which I think the Buffalo Bills should have gotten that. Like, what are we doing? How about I question your play calling? How about I question a lot of things you did? Yeah, let's challenge a muddle off of first down by the Patriots to see if they didn't get the first down. That's a terrible challenge. The head coach messed up. Give Bill the credit. He actually told you what he was going to do all day. Okay, we'll run the ball. Can you stop us? No. Guess what? In Foxborough, 100 to nothing. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Sean McDermott, if you're listening to this, maybe you are, maybe you're not. I know that Brandon Bean listens to Believe on this network. Sean, I really hope you take that personally. Because I am of the belief that there were questionable calls. Do not get me wrong. But I do not believe that the game plan was completely faulty. You took shots when you needed to take shots. It's just the the red zone didn't work. I get it. But you know, there, there, there were chances for the Bills, and we would have we we would be sitting here with a completely different narrative about the Buffalo Bills if they won that game. But they didn't get blown out. They they lost by four points. The defense played fantastic. Dane Jackson played fantastic. Bravo to you, Dane Jackson. And we're going into Tampa now, and I do not believe for one second 
that Sean McDermott and company is going to go into this game with the mentality that it's all over. This is what happens in a football game. <laughs> it's like it's like in life when something doesn't go your way. It's just you feel like you made the right strides, did the right things, and you know what? The opportunity just wasn't there, right? And it, it just felt that way in this game. The opportunities weren't there. I mean, Stephon Diggs, I feel like, 10 out of 10 times catches that deep throw from, you know, Josh Allen in better conditions. Are we going to blame the conditions? Yeah, a little bit. Like, Jesus, dude, like, you have to, right? So, going into Tampa, where you're looking at probably a more balanced attack, especially coming off a win on Thanksgiving when everyone basically... We're having a lot of doubts about what you could do offensively. I mean, this is it. Get your mojo back. And even if maybe you lose by three points, who cares? At least you know what you're doing on offense. You went against you know the former Super Bowl champions, and you're going to have an easier schedule with the potential of still being able to beat the Patriots in Foxborough. So, you know, this this loss, yeah, it should fire up the team to be better, and I think it will. Um, so let's get into the analytics, though. I feel like the you know the the the, the philosophical stuff is done. Um, so obviously, we need to talk about what this Tampa Bay offense is all about, and it's all about Brady, right? It's like what everyone says about the Bills' offense. It's all about it's all about Josh Allen, and you know this this team. This Buccaneers team is all about Brady. You stop Brady, you stop the Bucs. The Bills have shown that they can get pressure on the quarterback when they need it. The issue has been this year is the running game. So if they just stifle the running game early, get to Brady early, get ahead and Brady has to play comeback kid in this game, the Bills have a better chance of winning this game. If the Bills trail, I have a feeling they're going to lose this game. Two of the Bills' losses came from trailing at halftime. And those were tight games, right? That was the Tennessee game, and that was against the Patriots. The other game where they lost, they were tied at halftime, was against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was an absolute travesty. But nonetheless, um, that game was decided was decided by three points. Um, the Tennessee Titans game was decided by three points, and you're looking at this you know, <laughs> this last game. It was decided by four points. These aren't games where the Bills were getting blown out, right? Um, if the Bills win these close games, they are crowned right now as the Super Bowl champions, for sure. Everyone's going to trust them, hands down. Um, and it's because, you know, how how far they went on a, you know, a playoff run last year. And you're looking at the Arizona Cardinals, for example. I mean, they've just been on an absolute hot streak. Their, their game planning is amazing. Their defense is playing lights out. You know, Kyler Murray's just really emerging. And it's really hard to game plan for a guy like that, especially with DeAndre Hopkins on the other side when he's getting healthy. And, um, but, you know, in comparison, I feel like the national media is looking at the Bills and they're saying, if they could just get a hot streak going, we can crown them again. But, um, you know, that, that's just that's the game plan I'm looking at for, um, you know, attacking, you know, this Tampa Bay team. You, you have to be able to pressure Brady. You have to. 
you know, something struck me about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think that after seeing, especially one game in particular was against the Rams. They had a lot of trouble being able to cover deep, whether if it's being healthy, whatever, whether if it's schematically, I am saying if I am Buffalo, I am going to test them deep a lot. (laughs) Um, I'm throwing Stephon Diggs down the field, but you know, the main thing that has to happen for the Buffalo Bills to be able to, you know, get ahead early, obviously is getting, you know, getting to Brady, whatever you got it. You got to protect Allen. Let's just, let's just be frank here. The offensive line has had a lot of trouble. They have been just very, just very dull is the only way to put it. They need to sharpen themselves again and get that edge back. It needs to come back. Like on key downs, especially when, you know, the zero pressure comes and all that jazz, like they, <laughs> they need to start coming up when it matters in those situations. And does that also fall on Josh Allen? It does. It does come down to the protection. I will say there was one thing that I really, really liked against the Patriots. I started to see that Devin Singletary would go closer up behind the offensive line. This is something that the Los Angeles Rams do. They'll put their running back behind the offensive line to provide better protection against middle linebacker blitzes or anyone blitzing for that matter. You're just closer up to the line so that way the outside edges can be better protected by the tackles and they can have that backup knowing that something's accounted for. Josh Allen can have at least one, two, bam, throw the football. Um, It doesn't... (laughs) It's not hard for Josh Allen to make a read um, when he's not under pressure. Um, it, the issue is pressure and not being able to set his feet, you know, trying to protect himself. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, man, why didn't he just drive the football, you know, when the pressure's coming and all this? I mean, when you're getting hit all game, it does something to your psyche. And especially when you have an offensive line that legitimately is just. They're not very good. If you put if you put Tom Brady behind this offensive line, I, I just do not believe he'd have the same success that he's having in Tampa. Um, Tampa has a fantastic offensive line that basically caters to every uh, need that Brady has. So you know um, this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those games where which quarterback can get it rolling early. I really think that if I'm Buffalo, if I get the chance to get the ball first, I'm getting the ball first. I want to punch this team in the mouth fast, and I don't care if we're only up a touchdown throughout the entire game. You know, we're trading back and forth. That's fine. You need to have Brady chasing you. You cannot be chasing Brady. The reason is because when you're chasing Brady and you make a mistake, he will make you pay for it. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's been notorious for doing that. Um, so, you know, obviously, a lot, <laughs> they're basically completely healthy. Um, you know, going into this last game, uh, reviewing a lot of the, the statistics there, uh, it just seemed like they were playing the, the decoy game, if you will. They had they had the the flexibility to do so. Um, <laughs> Mike Evans, would you believe me? Against the Colts, he would have 16 yards, and Gronkowski would have 123. Yeah. So you know, and then you know, Chris Godwin only had 24. So they were doing the classic Brady thing, punching the ball, you know, up the gut. And they were just play action, throw it to Gronk. I mean, it, it's 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 as simple as it gets. 
um, when you're able to have a successful running game. And, you know, obviously the Bills are trying, they're trying to shape that into the Buffalo Bills identity, but it's one of those things, something's got to give here. And I've been saying this for weeks and I'm going to finish off with this. The Buffalo Bills basically are at a point right now where their back's against the wall and they have to rely on what they're great at. And that's Josh Allen ripping that football. There were several plays where I oohed and awed at what Josh Allen was doing. Some of the, you know, most of the plays that you you felt like, you know, if they would have hit, you know, it would have been amazing was, you know, you look at Dawson Knox being able to execute, got to win that one-on-one big guy. And, you know, I'll be real with you. I did like that Dable was trying to get Gabe Davis involved. Um, I just wish there was more creativity. Do we bring Isaiah McKenzie back to, you know, infiltrate against, you know, this, uh, this, this, you know, Buccaneers defense. I don't know because then you lose, you know, someone else on the roster and, uh, you know, you need all hands on deck on the defensive side of the football. You know, Tom Brady is most likely going to be attacking the living hell out of Dane Jackson this next game, but it's okay. You know, Dane Jackson has support. He has two great safeties. So, um, that's just my take on this next game. Uh, you know, Say what you will. I get it. Maybe it's not as in-depth and as analytical as some of you may like because maybe you want some more proof. You want some more of this. You want some more of that. The Buffalo Bills are still here, and they're still here to stay, man. I, I, I just My mentality, I, I just do not feel like they're just one, they're one and done, having a great season, and then the rest of the season they're going to be you know absolute crap. Like I really think that it's – yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the, the Super Bowl winners. The, the next year, everyone is figuring out how to match up against these teams. The Philadelphia Eagles went completely irrelevant (laughs) the next year with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles after they won against Brady. Everyone thought, oh my gosh, the way they they formulated the team was amazing and, you know, whatever. Like, they got figured out. Every team gets figured out. Um, You know, it's very hard to win in this league. It's very hard to uh, win back-to-back Super Bowls. So, uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a lot of tape is out there. What's going to matter the most in this game is executing in the air. That's my take. That's where I stand. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, thank you again for joining me on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, at Buff Hub. So whatever you're doing, wherever you are, thank you. Go Bills.